slightly tipsiest slightly like smokiest podcast on vampires kissed in the known universe vampires piss i am mateo and i'm with my lovely slightly skunky uh co-host cassidy easton yo you can't you can't say that my dad will find out your dad's gonna find out well he my dad's gonna find out It's okay, Cassidy's uh, dad. If it makes you feel better, <laughs> my dad gives me weed, so it's like... No, in in reality, my dad probably smokes more than me now. Okay. Now that it's legal in both coasts, on both the big states on those coasts. Mm-hmm, as it should be. Mm-hmm. And hopefully all the red and blue states will turn into green states. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> That's all we can hope for. Uh, that's not yeah. all we could hope for. That's like a pretty. We could hope for so much. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say that's a low bar by any means. It's like necessary for other like forms of abolition. Yeah, like, it's. I. It, you know? <laughs> the, what does it say about me that when I sat down to watch Vampires Kiss today and I took a hit from my weed pen that I've had for over a year, um, that. When I did that, I thought about how like weed should be legal, and uh, <laughs> that it's not going to become federally legal because it is too good for the government to have prisoners that will make stuff for slave wages. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that are there on marijuana-based crimes. Yeah. What does that say about me? That that was the first thing I thought about when I got high for this dumb podcast. Mm-hmm. What's this? I think your mind's at the fucking right movie. Place, you know, I think that's it's that's a fair thing to to mention. You know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we um, can't just we can't just be like what our maybe not our parents, but what the the parents of America say about us, just like you know, getting weed and like not getting woke about what's going on in the world mm, you know it's mm. like you gotta smoke and be like fuck I, <laughs> I think i i think this movie is having the opposite effect of my it's like closing my third eye oh yeah i think yeah i think it was opening for a while but it's been it's been pretty mm-hmm. shut and there's like i know remember on it Remember in like the beginning of this podcast when we were like talking about deep cabal states and yeah, like right. like we're being abducted by by secret societies? Yeah, which we were, you know, granted. Yeah, and then they turned out that they were not that big a deal, I guess. Yeah, it turns out I'm never going to pay a library fee in my life. <laughs> yeah. I that I I also can you remember have I ever been high for this podcast? I don't actually I was thinking about this while I was watching the movie. I was like, have I ever smoked weed and watched this movie before? And by the very nature of smoking weed, I couldn't remember if I had done it or not. <laughs> you know, allegedly they say marijuana affects the memory, but Yeah. I don't, know I don't believe I it though. That. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems like a silly kind of thing. I think it's making and me bigger and again? stronger. Uh, I don't know. We've watched this movie what before. Movie? I know that much. <laughs> right. Uh, <coughs> what what did you think about the movie this time? What I think about the movie this time, I had some notes. Um, but speaking on, I mean, speaking on being high, watching it, like I think with mm-hmm. friends, it's it's a good intensifying experience. And yes, earlier in your watches, but I think when your vets like us, at least for me, mm-hmm. you know. Which Almost we are simil- now. Yeah, which we are now. Like, this mm-hmm. this movie, similar to drugs, you know, I feel like in the beginning, it's like, wow, this is really some eye-opening stuff. And then after a while, it's mm-hmm. like, fuck. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just wasting yeah. my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, um. <laughs> what I to say is that it was an okay watch. It was a fine watch. Yeah, honestly, yeah. The, this watch was elevated by the fact that it was kind of scarier while I was high. Mm, I see. I don't know, man. Peter Lowe makes some fucked up faces in this movie. <laughs> and I, I being high made it like bad. I, I he he frightened me at times. Being high watching this just makes me like really existential, and it's just like, mm. well, especially now after we've watched it forty three times. Yeah, of course. And it's like, damn, I'd really be wanting to do anything else with my high right now it's like this just this just isn't hitting you know uh hey you know that like like i feel like we need like a tolerance break for this movie (laughs) well i mean we're gonna be um i mean i i i maybe i haven't discussed this with you before but we're doing a episode a year from the end like a year from sometime in may when we'll both be together seeing this for the last time of course, um, and we're never a gonna year watch from then ever again, and we're gonna destroy nope. every single possible uh, yeah, copy of it physically, <laughs> so that when you know internet collapse, which will happen, mm-hmm. happens, mm-hmm. there'll be no trace of it. Yeah, except for the ones we have. Yeah, except for our podcast, which will be the only you know record of it left <laughs> whatsoever, because we got those yeah. tapes in the library, you know. We do, yep. That's podcast lore right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Deep podcast but... lore. Our golden era, you know, before we jumped the <laughs> But I, I was going to say, we should watch this movie a year after not watching it. Yeah, sure. And just, just once. And then never again, because I don't want to ever see this movie again after we do that. Mm-hmm. I Just to see what it's like. I think for myself, I probably won't after that but like mm-hmm. i don't know there's probably definitely some people i'll meet in the future where i'll be like yeah you should probably watch this and we'll be closer yeah. for it and then we can be like also you know there's like 50 episodes <laughs> of this one podcast i don't know if you've heard of it but yeah <laughs> on this podcast i don't know if you'd want to check it out Pulse really sexy people. Kind of. Oh, I was going to go the opposite direction. It's like, it's kind of cringe, but you know, <laughs> oh, it's cringe in a right. fun way. <laughs> well, I wasn't done lying to them is the thing, so. Mm, true, true, true. Yeah. Who is this person we're lying to? The infinite possible future friend, you know? It could be mm. anyone. Yeah. It could be anyone. It could be your greatest enemy, and, like, that's what, like, starts it, the that's little true. domino effect in motion. Uh, you know who it's going to be? It's going to be the fucking, the worst idea of all time, guys. The ones who mm. started this whole thing. Right. When we ultimately get millions of more followers than them off of this, because our <laughs> movie yeah. selection are just so much better. They still haven't fucking responded to my email. I mm. think it's... I mean, I think it's because they're so behind and all their shit. But get, boys, come on! I know you live in a different time zone on a different side of the planet, right. but mm-hmm. get it together, guys. Listen, boys, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this early 2000s classic, but there's this Eminem song called "Stan" about people who don't <laughs> answer their fans, and I don't know if you want to go down this. We don't want to go down this route either. But this is a dark movie, you know. We're subjected to a lot of this, you know. So. Mm-hmm. We're yeah we this is this this movie is a dark a dark place that we are it is taking us yeah um there was this movie was radicalizes podcasts I'm just saying <laughs> uh th- this was not a good idea on my part I should not have gotten high before the record <laughs> I don't See, remember it. I have, yeah. I have, I had a point I was gonna make, and then I don't remember it at all. Mm-hmm. I was gonna make a point, or I just remembered. I have done, oh, sure. I've done this podcast high plenty of times, like, but I'd yeah. say you're like, you're a real veteran. I'd say only half the times was on purpose. A lot of the times I was just mm-hmm. already doing that, and then like as I'm doing it, I was like, "Fuck, I have two hours left. I forgot we we're gonna do this," <laughs> and it's just, it was a very stressful <laughs> situation. But usually I try not to do it too soon before because I find that it's terrible for, like, the record mm. for me personally. I just completely, like, forget everything that I want to say, you know. I mean, I'm not there yet, but I, 
Here's the thing the audience should know about me. They probably already do, because I feel like we talk about drugs a lot on this show, which yeah. is surprising, because I'm not a very big drug doer. I I have a very low tolerance when it comes to marijuana. Mm-hmm, I, I've only, like, since the legalization of weed has become a lot more widespread in the country, uh, there's a lot of places you can get these little, like, one-hitter, like, disposable pens, and I have such a low tolerance that I hold on to these things for, like, years at a time. I bought this thing, like, maybe four months into living in California, and I still have it. And it's not out. And the only yeah. reason I, I still have it is because this is the second This is the one. This is the second of two. I had another one. So it's taken me, like, so long to go through two weed pens. And I share this with people. People use this thing. See, but that's great. So, that's economic. Maybe this has I mean, a lot in it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, pens do hit a lot harder than just like the other means, generally speaking. Yeah, I guess I for like also, for the mass that it is, you know. That's true. Well, that that quantity. yeah, maybe I. You know what I want to get into, but will probably be a lot worse for yeah. my wallet. Yeah. Weed seltzer. Weed seltzer. Have you ever had weed seltzer? I've never had weed. Se- I've had weed tea before, which like this is. I feel like this makes me sound so incredibly Caucasian, but <laughs> but <laughs> weed seltzer is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, weed, Cassidy. <laughs> my dad is the one who got me into weed seltzer because he's into weed seltzer. Cause he very is very much like me, where he didn't he has a pretty low tolerance, yeah. all things told. But he uh he likes weed seltzer, which it's basically weed soda. I've tried them before and they're way more flavorful than seltzer. They basically taste like soda. Um and what's cool about them is they're like those energy they have those like energy drink tabs that you can like open and then reseal. Ooh. Um so you can like keep them for a while, and that's good because they're really fast acting, and they wear off really quickly. So like whenever when I try whenever I have weed seltzer, it's like I take a sip, and then I immediately feel the high, and then it wears off in like 30, 40 minutes, and then I could take another sip. Or if I want to get crazy, I take like four sips and then ride a very brief, very powerful high. <laughs> <laughs> uh well that's it's, very it's that's great. very frou frou metropolitan of you Captain. <laughs> but i got into drugs to be a vagrant and a degenerate and now that it's legal i don't know what i'm doing with my life anymore i'm also a pussy mm. you know that's as far as i can go in terms of breaking the law you know Love. cocaine i don't think that's for me methamphetamines do i've seen other TV cool, shows about that do other cool <laughs> crimes like vandalism yeah yeah, I've been thinking. And by vandalism, about I mean street art. Mm, yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Sure. Well, because that's actually cool. I feel like vandalizing something is not cool unless it's like I don't know, owned by a chain like a Walmart or a Target. Yeah. Even then. Right. Or no, a bank that's and fine. You, you know, you draw a butt. It's only that's a... like pooping out coins yeah. or something. Show them. What I you feel think like. Yeah, I feel like more i you know i feel like i should stop talking because i I think (laughs) that's the opposite of what a podcast is (laughs) i just think i should stop talking about this because i might maybe i'm gonna implicate myself perhaps we should get on topic yeah uh vampires kiss uh also podcasts are not uh usable in court in my opinion yeah they can't hold that shit against this is this is all a skit, police. Also, stop listening. This is the last time I'm telling you to do this. Yeah, we're all about the bit. You know, you should we know this. We keep telling the police to stop listening to this call. This this call. This is a yeah. call. This is a call. Yeah. <laughs> I we mean, need every... to stop calling 911 and putting them in the group call <laughs> every time we record the podcast. And they're like, sirs, it's... please, please stop doing this every time. It's so irresponsible. We're taking away from a a nine one one. We're taking time away from a nine one one caller or receiver that could be helping someone. I suppose so, but you know that's they they should hang up sooner because you know they stay on for like at least an hour every time, and that's it's not on us. Fucked up, honestly. Yeah. Anyway, we're just captivating. Yeah. Anyway, what what were some of your notes? My notes. All right. So. 
One scene that I always, like, gravitate towards, too, is the scene where Peter meets Rachel for the first time, and he's in the club, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Uh, I just, famously yeah. frustrating scene for me. Mm-hmm. I just love listening to the other people's conversations, like, mm-hmm. every time, like, I really do. Although I think it's, like, a joke that doesn't land for anyone but me. But the scene where the guy's mm-hmm. like... Oh, it's like, you know, say I put this much in the IRA for income tax. That doesn't mean I'm going to get this. You know, how much do you think the interest is? And the guy's like, but who would be interested? You know, I love that scene. But, and that's pretty clear. But the guy immediately after that is like talking. And I could never understand what he's talking about. But what I caught was him saying, raise the roof beam, which Mm -hmm. is not a saying. So it's like, what is he He talking about? Yeah, yeah. Did you look this up? Did I look this up? No, I was listening with my ears. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I thought you were going to look up what he was talking about. Because this this is what frustrates me mm. about the this scene. Is that that's the punchline to a joke. Yeah. We don't hear the setup. Mm-hmm. And then Peter Lowe goes over to to Rachel and is like, did you get that joke? And I'm like, bitch, I don't, I didn't get that joke. Well, what, what do you? Don't I didn't get? hear the setup. The setup. I don't was know. The IRA thing. It was like, let me. No, put that's in... not the. That is. That's the not setup. a joke. But that that's wasn't not, meant to no. be a joke. The guy was roasting him. He was making no. fun of him for talking about like taxes in the club or whatever. Yeah, no, I get that, but I'm not talking. I'm talking about the other guy who says raise high the roof beam. That's a separate guy. That's a separate conversation. I was assuming that Peter was talking about the who would be interested thing. No, I don't think he's talking about that because so? I don't. Well, I, guess, I don't I think that's meant be to be a joke. Next one. I guess so. First, e- I think first ever. Well, not first ever. There's been several disagreements, but <laughs> first one of the main ones, I guess. Yeah, th- I guess, this is a brand new one. I think. Mm-hmm. Do you think that speaks brand new to me to how like in simpatico we are or like how clear the motivations are in the movie mm-hmm. and that we're able to like have uncontroversial takes compared to each other? Yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Great. Yes is the answer to All right. that well, I think we statement end on that. you said mm-hmm. that it did not wash over me completely. Of course. Right, well, <laughs> oh, I just remember what I was going to bring up, and it's not related to the podcast at all, so I'll hold cool. on to it for a little longer. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I, I only have an index card of notes. Um, mm. I, was to, I don't know if I had said it on air earlier, but I was trying to take shots every time Peter did something that made oh, him yeah. seem insane. I didn't, but the few times that I wrote down were... I think the first one was the ear tuck after fighting the bat. <laughs> That was the first, like, truly thing. He's like, yeah, this is a deranged person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write down some of the earlier things of him being a dick boss, because it's like, that doesn't make him crazy. That just makes him, like, Yeah, that's, there's bad. plenty of, there's plenty of bad bosses out there. Yeah. But that, the, I don't know why, but it made me really horny, or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. Yes. It's a red flag. Shirt on during sex was one of them, but only yes. for the second time. Or yes. only, not the first time, because they were interrupted by the bat. So, like, we yes. didn't know where it was going to go. But Plausible deniability. Yeah, plausible he could have, deniability. He could have taken it off later. But afterwards, you know, with, you know, with Rachel, it's mm-hmm. just, this is just a trend. It's a... This is unacceptable. It's just a repeated behavior. It's not good. Um, mm-hmm. Fucking Grease Ho really hit me this time. <laughs> I think when I am... Yeah. Because I was a little bit high when I was watching it. Just a little bit. Yeah. Not excessively. He's acting He's acting scary. I would be scared by that man if I was in public and high. Yeah, yeah. I'd be scared of that man if I was a therapist and high and he was my patient. <laughs> yeah. Do you think any therapists have like gotten like really self-absorbed people and they're just kind of going off and they just kind of like nod? And they're just like super gone, but it just goes super well. I feel like that has to have happened sometime. I think that's absolutely happened. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like I know some people's parents that have have that going on in their lives. That they're high therapists. 
Oh, it was the wait. Is the therapist high in this scenario? Yeah, I meant the other way around. It's not. It's not like at all notable to say that you're high like while doing therapy. Plenty of people I know do that. But uh, yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, okay, fair. All right, I think I've lost the metaphor, but okay, you know, not a metaphor a situation. The, the hypothetical. On. The hypothetical. It's fine. We can move yeah. from the hypothetical. <laughs> all right. What else? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like when I am high and I watch this, I just kind of tune out all like the less fun bits and it just feels like a greatest hits you know like fucking griso hits me yeah uh mm-hmm. fuck you mm-hmm. sister you know that hits me classic you know one. i mean every yeah i don't know i feel like and maybe it's just my closed-mindedness from being like so kind of geared into this movie in a specific way every single time. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine, like, anyone's, like, favorite scenes being anything but those those few ones that we all know of him just kind of going nutty. Yeah, I mean, this, this movie has high highs and it has low lows, which is okay. kind of making it a pain physically to watch this movie. Right. Because when the big, the big meme scenes are happening, then it's engaging me, but I've seen them already. Yeah. And then... The rest of this movie is like almost 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 completely downtime because mm-hmm. all the scenes are so long. Right. It's fucked. Even my dog is groaning at this movie. It's sick. Even fucking Kirby's sick of this movie. I mean, yeah. I don't think it'd I don't, be much I, his kind of movie to be honest. Nah, he seems like a. Uh, I don't know what kind of movies would would Kirby watch. Uh, seems distinguished. I think. Mm, no, he like. Mm. I think he gets bored easily. I think he needs like a lot of stuff go, but like he needs action, but not like explosions because that'll freak him out, you know. So like mm. he just needs like a well paced kind of upbeat, lots of people, maybe a dog here and there. Oh sure, sure. Not I was gonna say John dogs, Wick, but like oh John Wick, okay. Well, maybe he wouldn't like John Wick because the dog dies in that one. Yeah, I don't know. But... If, like, I don't want to. I think about this a lot, actually. Do you think about this, like, your, like, domestic pets, like, own perception mm-hmm. of mortality? Because it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think they he have has it. any. They have such a sheltered good life, I feel like. Right. They wouldn't have that. Yeah, because it's they like my dog. They don't have to look out for, for predators. Yeah, because it's like my dog, like, I feel like he's unintentionally suicidal because he just gravitates towards, like, running in traffic for no reason. Only when he's on yeah. the leash, like, it's like, yeah, now that I got this support, like, I, I have the bravery to just put both our lives in danger. But it just <laughs> makes me wonder. It's like, don't you know? Well, it's because they've had all, like, danger instincts, like, removed from them because you keep them so safe. All the, You feed them all the time. You keep them inside. Yeah. You keep you keep watch over them. I feel like the like pets that are well looked after for have no sense of danger. Mm-hmm. I see know? what you're saying, Doc. So you're saying the, that, like, I should simulate break-ins every once in a while? So that he, like, <laughs> yeah. So that he should, knows that it's, like, it's this isn't a safe house, you know? Just to keep him on his toes, make him a little more independent. Exactly, you know? There's, I've read, like, books about that, you know, where, like, not exactly, but, you know. Yeah, this is like, training. Child's life to train them in the future. To train a warrior or something. You're just keeping your dog on their toes exactly it's like we've gone too far like in terms of domestication we need to go backwards mm-hmm. I'd be yeah these these the liberal soy dog. boy dogs are getting too <laughs> soft it's true my dog's got, too soy you gotta harden them <laughs> oh man i don't know why i'm this... sorry kirby you've been cucked by domestication it's <laughs> These fucking beta cuck dogs need to need to stop. It's true. The so true sigmas are cats, you know, because they're like yeah. they don't give a fuck. Like they cats, their cats slave, can still basically. cats can still live on their own. They'll yeah. I see so many outdoor cats. Those are the real chads of nature. Fucking killing endangered birds and mm-hmm. and getting hit by cars. Being bad for the ecosystem is the most alpha thing you can do, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting eaten by coyotes. What's mm-hmm. more alpha than that? That's true. Uh, going to jail seen... for pimping. Having Dude, a whoa, body. What, 
what cats have been doing this? Uh, mittens. <laughs> mittens? Yeah, mittens is hard boy. as fuck. He's a bad yeah. boy. I thought you were going to say Garfield, which Garfield. I would also believe. You know, I can't... I hate Garfield. I just really... I really <laughs> don't like Garfield at all. I like, Fair enough. You know the like something like the Big Bang Theory, where like you see that people mm-hmm. like the Big Bang Theory, and it's like this. Truly, really, this is just like an elaborate bit that the whole world is playing on me. Yeah. I feel that way so strongly about Garfield. Like, I, I can't see. joke okay. about. I can't joke about Garfield. You know, being like a rebel or being a Sigma male, mm-hmm. just because. You just don't like him. It's not that I don't like him. I think we're just imposing things that aren't there. Like Garfield is like mediocrity and like incarnate. You know, like he couldn't be so bold. I agree, but I think that his his com- his competition is so low that I don't I think he ends up standing out despite everything. Like mm-hmm. the the only like comic strip pets that are better than him are like I think extremely obscure or but Snoopy yeah. is just like infinitely better. That's fair. He's, okay, you he's know. the antithesis of Garfield, honestly. <clears throat> the ultimately active, lustful for life. Well, I don't know if Garfield mm-hmm. isn't lustful for life. He just is more satisfied with like a simple domestic lasagna filled. I, I, you know, I agree. Snoopy is the is one of the one of the ones that could definitely beat out Garfield. I would say maybe Hobbs also could, but Hobbs isn't really like a cat. He's he's an imaginary tiger. Mm. He is Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never read it, to be honest. Whoa, really? Oh, man, I loved Calvin and Hobbes when I was a kid. Calvin and Hobbes is a genuinely amazing, like, little comic strip. Okay. Full of heart and just, it's lovely. Unlike Garfield. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Calvin is real, but Hobbes is not. Hobbes is, like, whenever he's around adults, he appears as a stuffed animal. Yeah. Um, Do you think Garfield is real? mm, I think there is some... I think Garfield is real, but I think there has been like some uh, theorizing that everyone else in Garfield isn't real because there was a comic strip where Garfield is like asleep in his bed and then he wakes up and he's in an old abandoned dusty house and he's like sick and cold and starving and all of the things in the comic were uh, like his like dying fever dream of like all the things he wishes he was, he wished he had Odie, he wished he had John, he wished he ate well, he wished he had the bed that he could sleep in, and he really is just like dying in this cold, empty house. Um, and then at the end of that strip, he does wake up and like is grateful for all like the things in his life. But it's like a really dark strip where he like he does die. Yeah, a so lot there's of a lot of Garfield fan stuff is just very dark, and I think it's. Mm-hmm. Because I hate Garfield, and, and you know, I just—that's <laughs> not. That yeah. Make sense. Did you ever? Did you ever read? Uh, get get fuzzy. Get fuzzy now. Ah, uh, that was a good one. That one's got a great a great cat and a great dog who do talk, oh. for real. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I've lost my train of thought. It's fine. I was just trying to let the microphone pick up my dog's noises. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah he, he also not a Garfield fan? You know, honestly, he's pretty Garfield-like. Um, That's true. <laughs> Kirby's pretty pretty lazy. He is. Pretty big. He's, he's less mean-spirited in some ways. Mm. Uh, like, I don't think he no. would kick Odie off the table, you know? Just, well, he is just, a dog. Right. Yeah. But he'd probably do that to my sister's dog, Toby, so I don't know. <laughs> Kirby would love lasagna. He would... Oh, he would love die lasagna. Die so happy. Mm. Um, but that's not what well, this podcast is about. No, this podcast is about Vampire's Kiss, and we should probably say just a little bit more about the movie before I bring up the thing that I've been subjected to in my life that I want to bring up to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's insane. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Vampires <clears throat> vampires uh, Kiss first. Mm-hmm. Did you have any standouts um, during the watch? My standouts, 
I mean, I know the movie so well at this point. I think my standout, honestly, was just the movie is so much more confronting and scary when you're high, at least when I'm high. It's just, it's so weird and almost Lynchian, but like the scary parts of a Lynch movie. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But not, I mean, this is doing the movie a lot of favors to compare it to David Lynch, but just a little bit. It's it's just Visual, so unnatural. Visually, at some points, I do feel it. A tiny yeah. Bit. Well, Cage, I think, brings a lot of Lynch Lynch esque performances with being very weird in a room full of uh you know largely normal people. Yeah. This was definitely before he worked with David Lynch, though, right? Who? Nick Cage? Yeah, because he was in uh, Wild at Heart. Oh, my God. You're right. I forgot that was Lynch. Mm-hmm. I thought that was um, Scorsese. No, he did a different Scorsese movie. He did. He did uh, like War Letting the something. Dead Out or something like that about oh. a guy who drives a... Ambulance. Yes, mm-hmm. you're you are correct. Yeah, which you know, aesthetically, in terms of just like a night on the town, you know, doesn't not remind me of After Hours, the other his connection Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, that is another connection. That is another degree of Kevin Bacon that. Kevin Bacon. You know that game, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Some people call it Six Degrees of Hitler. Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I've never heard this before in my life. It's I like, like a don't game... entirely sh- know if I know who Kevin Bacon is, like like actually, like in terms of... He's, he's the guy from Footloose and Tremors. Okay. I saw a little bit of Tremors and I've never seen Footloose, aside from... He's... I think a scene where a girl is dancing like on a bridge at some point, probably on the way to something else. That probably happens in Footloose. I've only seen it on the stage performed by high schoolers. Oh. Um, Was Kevin Bacon in that one? No, but Kevin Bacon was in They Slash Them, which is also not a good movie. (laughs) So he has a great track record is what you're saying. No, he's, I mean, hey, fucking Tremors is good. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon is, like, a game slash, like, theory or law of the universe where, like, you are no, like, it is, I think, always possible to be six degrees of separation from any person, Mm. and you can play this game with Kevin Bacon. Okay. Where you can connect yourself and your, and, like, a person and then that person to another person, and that person to another person, that person to another person, and you can all like the the I feel like I think it's like you could always get there in six tries. Mm. Like it is possible for you to connect yourself with Kevin Bacon in six people. That makes sense because Kevin Bacon, like despite me never really watching him, is the center of the universe. Which I think you can also do that with Hitler. But maybe that's maybe you can. Maybe Cassidy. that's I don't know what well, crowd you roll with. But no, I think it. But I think it's like, I think it is easier to connect people with Hitler. This is a dark thought. It's easier to connect people with Hitler because I think he uh, directly affected a lot of people's lives. Mm, okay, I thought we were making the connections like, oh, you know, I like know this person who knows this person who like eventually knows Kevin Bacon. Because he just has so many friends. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I think you could you, you play this game with celebrities because they know so many people. Of course. I'd like to think I'm at least 15 people away from Hitler. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't we all? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm going to talk about the thing I wanted to talk to you about now. Let's go on. <laughs> I only had one uh, more question like vaguely related to the movie. Oh, well, then ask me. Do it. Okay. Why do we watch movies, Cassidy? Um, 
because we're chronic media consumers. Is that like on your deepest like spiritual level why you watch movies? Oh, probably not. I mean, the you, oh god, you're asking me such a serious question in such a inebriated state. Yeah, there's like a follow up uh, one that is why are we here? So feel free to oh like, you boy. know, I'm, answer whichever you know, is easier. I'm going to answer the movie one. <laughs> um, why do we watch movies? I don't know cuz they're they're like my favorite art form. Mm-hmm. They're like so they're they're so good at telling stories, you know. Yeah. And they can tell them to you in such a short form. Do you think there's like a visceral kind of like emotive like reaction that you can't explain that movies give you? Oh yeah, absolutely. They like tickle some part of my brain that just I you know, activates all my neurons. Right. So keeping that in mind, you know, that mm-hmm. feeling that I don't know, I guess is like the best possible like kind of feeling that you could have for movies. Mm-hmm. Does Vampire's Kiss give you that? Not anymore. <laughs> It used to. Okay, then we have the same answer because I, I don't know. I'm just thinking. I was just thinking, like, why do I keep watching this? You know, like, of course, because I've made this commitment to you, and I will stick Mm -hmm. with it. But I was like, why do I watch movies? And it's like, well, to feel alive in some way. And it's like, does this movie make me feel alive? And it's like, no, it does not. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely like the thesis of this podcast and this experiment at large oh no i wasn't no i was just to see what (laughs) happens when you do this to us or a movie like Mm -hmm. the effect of the movie what happens to it when viewed this much Mm -hmm. and then also what happens to the people doing the viewing of course so cassie would you say that it's more that the movie or you for in a way making me watch the movie that has killed me like what would you Uh, put more responsibility on I would probably put the responsibility on me. I mean, I did come to you with this idea. <laughs> I agreed to it, though. I don't think you could take all the responsibility. Uh, yeah, oh, I mean, I wasn't going to take all the responsibility. Yeah, you did agree. <laughs> Some of it is on you. Of course. You know, this is a yes. bad idea that I brought to you. Absolutely. I mean, this is just my long way of saying, like, I feel dead inside watching this movie now. Mm. So what did you want to talk about? I mean, listen, There's no, that's not a controversial statement. I feel that inside, too. Now let's talk about something that makes me feel alive. Yeah. Milf Manor. You heard of this? I have. You've been watching it. I have been watching it. And by watching it, I mean me and my roommates. I actually didn't know about this show. Christina mm-hmm. was the one who discovered it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what the premise of this show was. And then when I learned the premise of the show... I had to watch it. And so me and my roommates watched the first episode. And it was probably the most insane, depraved thing I've ever seen in my life. And apparently it only gets worse. Mm. Do you know they the really premise? In, yeah, they really lean into the ins. Okay, so it's like, is it an odd? You know the premise. A, yeah, it's like hot moms and their sons like come mm-hmm. to fuck or whatever onto this island. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean... To those of you listening who don't know about this show, this is probably I don't I wouldn't I don't know if this is the worst reality television that's ever been made, but it's up there. It is, the premise of the show is that these hot moms, these milfs have come to this manor and they act like they're here to like meet young guys and fuck and find the loves of their lives. Um, they act like they don't know that the actual premise of this show is that the the dating pool that they are choosing from is each other's sons. So they definitely know this ahead of time, which makes these people even more insane for being on the show. Right. But, but you know, yeah. they're good moms. You know, they're trying to hook up their kid. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to hook their kids up and hook up with the other mom's kids. Yeah, of course. It this movie or this this fucking show is so so insane. Yeah, that's because like the most it, gross curse thing ever. It's so gross and it's so cursed and it's like some of these sons are super not normal about their moms being like autonomous sexual beings. Mm-hmm. And so like there's like some there's some of these sons who are like they're trying so hard 
to like get their moms to not fuck these other guys. <laughs> and they are so weird about their moms having sex lives that it's like they come off as wanting to fuck their own moms mm-hmm. and it's so bad That's and then the terrible. show the show also leans into this and like like the first episode that I watched like the first, well, they have to do like challenges and stuff right there are challenges every episode to like mix them up you know and try and like you know encourage mingling and stuff yeah. um so the first challenge was that uh, the the thing on the line was like the bet like the the first winner and the second place winner get the best suite in the manor, and then the other the second place winner gets the suite in the manor with a hot tub. Um, now the, the the moms have to share the rooms with the sons. Oh, uh huh. So their sons have to stay in the same room as the moms, which is fucked. Apparently, yeah. that's just like an obstacle that the moms have to overcome. How do um, they fuck then? I don't know. I guess the sons have to just fucking be cool with it and like take be out of the kid. room at the time. But some of these sons are deranged and are like, like there's literally a son who's like whose mom is like, I'm here to fuck. I want to have sex with these other men. And her son is absolutely like, I do not want my mom to be fucking, so I'm going to cockblock her, and I'm going to stay in the room. And, like, the first night she invites a guy over, and he's like, Ma, you're joking. You're not doing this, Ma. And she's like, there's interviews, and she's like, I don't know why my son won't fucking let me have sex. And he's like, Mom, you have to stop saying this. <laughs> anyway, this Mother, show we're fucking on television. Sucks. Do you not understand what this means for well, my social life on. at high school? Well, no, okay. First of all, they're not. None of them are high schoolers. I think the youngest one is twenty, okay. which is not not amazing. But he is, I guess, an adult and can consent to being on this show in the yeah. first place. Still, probably um, weird. It's still weird. I mean, um, and some of these about moms this show are, sounds not weird. Is I guess. Yeah. So. No this this show is weird, and I'm going to spoil the first episode for people because. So if you want to watch this show, and I do yeah. recommend it because. It is so insane that it, like, makes you insane along with it, and I kind of love it. Um, but the first... So if you want to watch the show, just go watch it. Pause this episode and go watch it. And if you don't want to watch the show, listen to this shit. Wait, you're letting the go first of our listeners, Cassidy? What the fuck? From Milk Manor? <laughs> no, Like, they need I mean, the co- extra advertising? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't for, think so. So that shit. they can understand the podcast. All right, that's fine then. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um... But no, I don't have so another first TV situation. No, listen, I don't think this show's getting picked up for another season. I'll be honest. Northman, really? Um, but no, everyone's talking. About no, mm, this show is getting nothing but bad press. But hey, who knows? If it does get another season, no, I'm not they, then they need to get like Gilfman or where like the moms of the moms from the first season have to bring <laughs> on. Oh my god, you know. that would okay. That would be on another level. It would. That's why I need to be in charge of television networks. I'm green lighting mm. crazy spinoffs. I, uh, yeah, I mean, me and my roommates did talk about the hypothetical Dilf Manor, but it could not be the same. And it would have to not be dads and their daughters. It would have to be dads and their sons. And even then, it's really bad mm-hmm. and also hard to shop for because right. how the fuck are they going to find not only Dilfs? But also Dilfs, gay Dilfs with gay sons. Mm, that's true. It's just not, it's not feasible, and also shouldn't exist. <laughs> um, but anyway, mm-hmm. homophobic statement. But all right. Yeah, I hate gay people. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I'm okay. kidding. I'm I... so kidding. This is a. On that note, we're, we're ending the podcast, guys. Uh oh. <laughs> Wait, no, I had more to say about Milk Manor. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Mr. Six Away from Hitler. All right. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so all that to I say. I guess you're one degree separate from Hitler, Mr. Let's kill yeah. all the people. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Wow. Wait a minute. I didn't say this. <laughs> it's a slippery slope, Cassidy, is all I'm saying. I suppose so. Um, not I don't saying this—that's a good argument or not. 
Uh, I'll be real. I don't remember what the bit is. It's getting away from me. <laughs> it's your raging homophobe, Cassidy. <laughs> You're really in the hot seat right now. You and Milf I Manor. I am, and all I want is... T- I just want to keep talking about Milf Manor. Okay, so why is it your favorite show? Like, explain that to me. Because this show is so insane and gross, and I can't believe that someone had this idea, because mm-hmm. the first game that they play is... In order, and the prizes are the rooms, right? The yeah. first game that they play in order to win this this room is the sh- all the sons get shirtless, and then all the moms have to put on a blindfold and try and feel up their son to find out which one of them is their son. What? Why the? What? <laughs> they have to identify their son by feeling them up shirtless. It's so, so gross and so bad. And I'm just, it's the best television in the world because I have never had a more visceral reaction to finding out the premise of this game and then watching these fucking moms play this game. It's it's so fucked up. And I have, I recommend it heavily. Okay, well, but that's, that's not just my recommend- the first challenge. I'm curious to see what the other ones are. They do get worse, okay. and I'm not going to spoil because uh-huh. one of them, the like one of them is like a challenge that's super innocuous, but like the mom takes it to such a degree that it like ruins the son's <laughs> life. <laughs> it's so, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um. So anyway, say, this- what's what's the percentage of like the sons who are like cock blocking super hard and just like don't really care um i would say that there there are some not normal sons and then there are some normal sons like one of them yeah well i was just gonna say one of them is like normal like completely normal so far i maybe he reveals himself to be weird but it's like there's like this mexican family and the mom is hot and the son is hot and he's like i think He's either, like, 30 or he's, like, in his late 20s. But he's just super normal about it all. He's like, yeah, I want my mom to find love. Um, and I hope to find love, too. Thumps up. My mom, I hope my mom does a good job here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I've always wanted a brother, so, you know, it's, it's a weird <laughs> way to get it. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but and he's just like really normal. He's just like, yeah, yeah. I love my mom. And I hope she has a good time. Because like and some I'm of just, them are also, yeah, some of them I, are also like that, right? Because I'm just trying to like imagine the spectrum of sons on this, and like, I'm, mm-hmm. okay, so it's like the super cock blocky ones, and then the normal ones. But then my mind goes to like the horrible place where it's like the sons who's like, yeah, I want her to like fuck all the guys here or whatever, and just like I don't it be- think... clearly becomes like a weird incestuous yeah. thing. Well, the the ones that seem the most incestuous on the show are the ones that are, like, weird about their moms having sex and are trying to keep their moms from having sex, which right. I'm just like, dude, come on. The And then there's one guy, like, so far there's no one who has veered into that sort of weird fantasy, but there is one guy who was, like, immediately in his interview while he's, like, going on this, like, date with one of the moms uh, he like immediately in the interview reveals he was like, "Yeah, I'm super into feet, and I noticed she had cute feet." And he's like, "Yeah," and and then he goes into like detail and is like, "Yeah, I would love to like give her a foot massage and like oil up her foot and like uh and like paint her toenails and then suck the acrylic off her toes." And I'm like, "Dude, come on, what the fuck? You were so he was so normal up until that point." Which like no, I being guess being into feet automatically disqualifies you from being. <laughs> okay, well I wasn't about to make that judgmental stance. I think if you're into feet, fine. Don't tell us about it. I'm not. I don't want to hear about it. I don't think we this... should know that you like. I I think I'd prefer. I just like, think this I guy know. was not normal because he said that shit on television, man. Right. Like, come well, that's on. That's you want though, Cassidy. You want to get in the viewers. You want to get those I mean, freaks. And listen, I'd be lying if I didn't say, like, I didn't watch this show for that very reason, that insane people are out here saying insane things like that. All right, well, I guess I got to watch this show now. (laughs) I don't recommend watching it alone. Watch it with people.
Yeah. No, I'm I'm watching it academically. I'm doing it alone. Mm. I'm putting on my glasses. I'm going to smoke a pipe and put on like a mm-hmm. nice satin robe and drink a drink a brandy from a snifter. Exactly. Yeah. I don't um, know. It's just we're off season from The Last of Us now, so I don't know what to do now. So maybe like I just need like a lot of garbage. <laughs> Got to get on that Milf Manor wave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Speaking of one long recommendation I had for the end of the podcast, do we have any more like uh, any any final points we want to discuss before we get into actual recommendations? How do you think Peter Lowe would be affected by Milf Manor? Um, the movie strikes me like he has no relationship with his mom, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Maybe I that's think, where he needs uh, to find his mom. Oh, on no. Dude, I think that would ruin his life. I think it would be also like these weirdos who is like, my mom can't have sex with these other men. I, I think he would be exactly like that. Yeah. I th- just something about him. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a he's a Freudian vibe. Truly, yeah. Um, anywho. Uh, let's get into recommendations. Do you have a recommendation for our dear listeners? Um, I do have one. I recently, for the first time, watched The Notebook. And oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I was not into it at first, but by the end mm-hmm. of it, I was like, yeah, I'll just enjoy this like silly premise. Like, whatever, I'm into it. Oh my gosh, he kept all the letters from him. That's crazy. He got a grief beard. You know, he made this house. It's like, yeah, that guy can provide. Love it. Oh man. Uh huh. It's ridiculous. I it's I'm I'm a fan. It's camp. Like, go watch it with friends. I mean, specifically. hell yeah, I can get behind that. That is that. I do want to watch the Notebook one of these days. Yeah. Um. Uh, my. My letterbox has been pretty dry. I've mostly just been rewatching stuff in preparation for other movies that are coming out, uh, like Scream. I haven't seen Scream 6, which is a fucking tragedy, and I'm going to cry about it. But what I have been watching is John Wick. I can't recommend the second two movies because on rewatch, they kind of don't hold up as well. But the first John Wick is fucking awesome. Great movie. Highly recommend. Awesome. Yeah. Go watch John Wick. It's a tight little action movie, and Keanu is a beautiful human being that I love mm-hmm. and want yeah. to see succeed. And the fourth movie is going to come out, and Rina Sawayama is in it, and I would love to see yep. her in more movies. She, I think I've talked about this before, but the reason her being in that in the fourth John Wick movie is the only reason that my two roommates want to go see that movie and not any of the other John Wick movies. They don't want to watch those other movies, but they do want to watch the fourth one because Rena's in it. So Oh, yeah. she. I mean, she's an icon. You know, when I when I mm-hmm. went to see her live, like the two times I saw her, people were going fucking apeshit. It was crazy. It was one of the best concert experiences the first time. Rena, I'm not familiar with your work, but if you want to be on the pod, you're more than welcome. Uh, I, I'd shit myself. I wouldn't. I, like, met her at a meet and greet, and, like, I already, like, in person, like, I didn't know what to say to her. Maybe, like, just talking about this movie would make me less, less nervous, but... Would it... Would you not be a little embarrassed to be talking about this with a famous person? With I feel like I person? would be. Uh... Or maybe someone you really respect. Mm, I do really respect her. Fuck. You know no, what I just I think... realized? I think yeah, I'm parasocial enough with Rina Sawayama to be very engaged to find <laughs> out what she has to think about this movie. That's fair. You know what I forgot? You just rem- remembered. I'm remembering more that I thought I would on the oh. the podcast episode where I'm high. I think I it's never reached out. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> uh, I never reached out to Eliza. Your professor. Yeah, Eliza Hitman. Uh, uh, Oscar snubbed director. Yeah, I'm, uh, and That's by Oscar snubbed, I mean nom- nomination snubbed. She was never nominated, and it was a goddamn crime. Um, yeah, we never had Eliza on the show. We should do that. I feel like I'd be more anxious to get a proper film professor than a random famous person. 
Yeah, but I think maybe that would be good for the podcast <laughs> for us to be so nervous about having someone respectable on the podcast that we actually get our shit together and like <laughs> mm-hmm. have a have another actual discussion about this movie. Yeah, so we open this up. It's like, so Eliza, the hero's journey, you know, in regards to Peter Lowe. <laughs> There's a lot of symbolism here in regards to, mm-hmm. I believe, what Nietzsche called being down really bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Nietzsche's talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was an incel, you know. It's... Was he? I don't know anything about Nietzsche. He's, he's like, God is dead. Uh, uh, yeah. Sure, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. It's like, oh, uh, that's rough. I- yeah, it sucks to sucks to be him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm already forgetting where this is going. Oh, uh, Eliza. On the pod. did you already do your recommend? <laughs> uh, I said the Notebook, but now that you mention her, um, and this is my recommendation for you specifically. But mm. Rena's first EP, the Rena EP, is a very solid. I think only like twenty five minutes, but fantastic like throwback like 2000s kind of pop but with a futuristic tinge to it uh topically Mm. very diverse and intelligent and also was a banger oh yeah well maybe i'll listen to uh, the arena ep at work then yeah that's a good idea you should definitely do that and give me back my will to live um well you know how it is with work yeah um Anywho, uh, let's let's attempt to plug stuff. Uh, okay. You go first. I have to collect right. my brain. Well, I recommend the listeners to plug something, safe up their butts. Hell yeah, dude! We're a sex positive podcast, so we are, if yeah. that's your thing, I'm very go for against it, man. anal shame. Yeah. This especially well, goes even out though to we the were... heterosexual men in this podcast. Put something up your butt. It's not gay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though we were shaming feet a little bit ago. That's not sex. That's degeneracy. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. <laughs> You're starting to sound like me earlier in this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Cardinal Mateo over here is letting the law down. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, we're doing plugs. We're not doing bits anymore. If you're that into feet that you're gonna provide that information on television, you do need to go to confession. I don't care. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, put stuff in your butt. Also, go, uh, follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter is at GameRealPod. Um, maybe I'll change it one day, but Mm -hmm. for now, we're we're flying the old flag of GameReal. We give away free money to people who like and retweet all our posts. Yeah, I don't. I won't say for like how long you need to do that to like hit the minimum Mm -hmm. requirement for that, or how much the money will be. But it is true. Get on that, listeners. Um, Also, go follow me on Twitch. I do stream sometimes. Twitch.tv/slash/wizarddrinks. Yeah, you've been pretty consistent. It's one of it's my New Year's resolution, man. Every week, I gotta I gotta stream at least once. Um, and yeah, and you know, there's going to be a week where I'm in New York. And so, you know, come party with there us. might, you know, there might be a stream or there's definitely going to be an event that you listeners should go keep your eyes out for. Uh, if you're in New York, keep your eyes out. And mm-hmm. in the month of May around the 20th to 30th, there's going to be some vampires kiss or vampires piss related activity that you could be a part of mm-hmm. so you know yeah keep your We're eyes doing out, a flash my mob at town hall disrupting everything <laughs> that's going on there yes we're gonna dress as vines and slap each other and spit in our faces yeah and that It'll isn't be... sexual Unlike no it's just isn't. yeah it's just normal mind behavior yeah um it's about society <laughs> and with that <laughs> that has been our show. Thank you for listening, everybody. I've been Cassidy. I've been Mateo. Good night and drink and drive. Mm. Drink and drive with something up your butt.
<laughs> and if you want to get away with it and you got to get rid of that bottle, you know where to put it. Wink, wink.